joining Oasis Community Church. Welcome online today. So great to have you with us. And it's exciting to be a part of a church that's meeting in different ways and different spaces and places. Um, and, and today, some of us are meeting online. Others that are part of gospel communities will be meeting today just to, to go deeper with God together, but also to celebrate what it is to be increasingly seeking to live a life on mission with Jesus in the everyday stuff of life, extended families, just supporting each other in exploring what this means for us to live uh, all of life, uh, seeking to share his love and saturate Stratford as we step into his story in the everyday stuff of life. So uh, just encouraged uh, as we gather together and I want to encourage you, maybe this is your first time online, maybe uh, you, you, you're regularly tuning in and we want to thank you for being a part of this community uh, that, that God is a part of that God isn't restricted in this online space. This is another place and space where he wants to meet with us today. And so we're going to uh, invite you to, to engage with some songs of worship. Maybe you just want to sit and enjoy the words washing over you, join in with them and sing them. Maybe you want to share something in the chat, just uh, uh, something that you can just give thanks to God for. We want to invite God's presence to be with you. Uh, whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is that you're experiencing in this moment, Psalm 46 tells us that God is our refuge. He doesn't send us somewhere else for safety. He is our safety and strength, a very present help. He is present. Sometimes it can feel kind of like God is distant. He's absent. I wonder if sometimes that's the, the wavering and waning of our emotions because God's word tells us that he is present, that he's present with you right now, that he wants you to encounter his love for you, that he is with you. He is a very present help in trouble whatever it is that you're going through. We do not need to fear that the earth gives way, that the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, that its waters uh, roar and foam, that the mountains tremble, though that our world may be falling apart. God is present and he is the strength we need. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. God is in her midst and she shall not be moved. This image that we're like a city, that, that God just brings his presence through like a, a flowing river feeding that city. And so I want to encourage you this morning and, and invite you to encounter the God who gives life. He is a life-giving God. And so as you, as you engage this morning, as you, as you sing, as you just allow these songs of worship and the conversation that, that I'll be having in a few moments time around discipleship, just, just let that lead you to that, that one who is present, God who is with you. He is for you. He watches over you and, and he shelters you under the shadow of his wing. He is your, your security, your safety, and he's present. So Father God, I want to thank you that as we gather online, uh, whether we're craving being with people, whether we quite enjoy this space of, of of being just with you and, and us. And God, I thank you that you're present. Lord, I thank you that you're here. Lord, I thank you that there is the promise in scripture of who you are, a very present help in times of trouble. And so Lord, I just pray right now that as we gather uh, in this space, we would know the nearness of your presence. Just come by your Holy Spirit. Break down the barriers of isolation, of, of being scattered, and just unite us in this moment as we gather together as one church, uh, worshipping one God this morning, for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Strength arises, we'll wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Strength arises, we'll wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Now God,
uh, as we gather online each uh, first and third Sunday of the month, and then we gather in person on the second and fourth Sundays at the United Reformed Churches, we're gathering online, we're having discipleship conversations. And we're, we're doing that around encounters with Jesus. Throughout this season, we just sense there's an invitation from God just to encounter Jesus in a whole fresh new way for us to experience who he is and the, the king and his kingdom. And so um, I've invited our regional leader. We're part of the Elam Pentecostal Church movement. And uh, each, each church is part of a region that has a, a regional leader that oversees those churches. And, and our regional leader is Paul Hudson. Uh, I've had the privilege of working alongside Paul in international missions um, and, and now is my regional leader. Uh, and he's a phenomenal man. There's very few people that the more you get to know, the more godly they are. And that's my my experience with Paul as I've been able to travel with him to various nations and, and know him uh, and, and work alongside him. The more I've got to know him, the more godly he is. And uh, he's got a real heart for God and for God's people and for seeing people encounter him. Uh, Paul is the regional leader of the Midlands and the North East. Uh, it's around 100 churches, 200 church leaders that he's responsible for. So I, I, I keep him in your prayers. It's no easy task. Um, but just I hope you enjoy this conversation as we gather around a scripture that's going to be familiar for those that were in person a couple of weeks ago. Uh, John chapter one, verses 35 to 41. And we're going to explore those again with these verses that have just been significant for Paul in his discipleship. So uh, I hope you enjoy our conversation this morning. Paul, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, just appreciate you giving some time and speaking into um, the, the verses that just have stirred your heart around discipleship following Jesus and coincidentally it's a verse few verses that we looked at a few weeks ago as a church when we gathered in person so um, some of them will be familiar to these these verses so just excited to hear what God's done in you through these and stirred in your heart so thank you for being with us. John thank you for the privilege I, I count it as a privilege and I would uh, I've been looking forward to this although when I found out that you've already uh, got to the truth um, I'm thinking oh my goodness I obviously didn't hear from God in choosing this passage. So no, absolutely you did, just to re-emphasise, and it's a significant, really significant passage. So let me read it, and then I'll hand it over to you, and we'll have a conversation sure. around it. But uh, John 1, 35, uh, and it says, The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. Then the two disciples heard him say this and followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and noticed them following him, he asked them, what are you looking for? They said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come and you'll see, he replied. So they went and saw where he was staying and they stayed with him that day. It was about four in the afternoon. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard John and followed him. He, was fir he first found his own brother, Simon, and told him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought Simon. To Jesus. Yeah. Well, why are these verses so influential for you and your discipleship? Oh, they're huge uh, for me. And uh, when you asked me to to choose a a passage, it, it was definitely the go-to. Um, because it's a passage that leaves you hanging a little bit. And 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 if you are a searcher, um, um, I had my appraisal the other day, and somebody's described me as a searcher, and uh, that's been occupying my mind for a while. It's a lovely, um, 
affirmation as disciples yeah. we need to carry that um that desire to search and and so this passage there's a lot of things that we don't know about it and we can only imagine and i think that's that is um when we lose the sense of awe and imagination um in our christian life i think we stop following so closely or with such passion so i think this is why the passage uh, uh is part of my discipleship walk and i'll explain uh, a few things that um i get from it um the, the, the firstly i'm intrigued by the f- how uh, by the fact how did john the baptist feel uh he's two down yeah um you know uh, everybody's trying to draw a crowd and uh these two get a be- better gig mm. um, <laughs> there's always a better gig well there there is a better gig and it is jesus yeah. um, and uh whoever whoever this other disciple was whether it's john perhaps mm. but these two leave they leave john the baptist mm. to follow jesus and i think primarily discipleship is about knowing what you're leaving mm. uh before you start following um and as i look in my own discipleship life um i've had to reassess not not only about what i'm fo- who i'm following and uh, not only recommit and renew my faith and my creed but i have had to recommit to what i'm leaving mm. and say i'm not doing that yeah i'm not being that that's what i was like as a young man that's what i was like 10 years ago 5 years ago yesterday a constant repentant heart of leaving turning away um enables me to follow a better gig mm. um a better master um uh, the, the better rabbi so i i think having a philosophy of leaving and knowing what that is is crucial to your following uh, we live in a in a world culturally wise where the world is trying their gospel is saying come as you are carry everything with you no one tells you what to leave and what to drop and and you and, and follow jesus we don't we don't mind you following jesus but carry everything with you and i see the christian discipleship has been the opposite to that yeah the christian discipleship is about <clears throat> what you what you have let go of and ultimately when we get to the very last breath of our life we should be able to say that um i've let go of myself and yeah. um this is my final step um into um into my home to my heavenly home so that's the first thing that captivates me constantly um i th- the the second uh, one is um <laughs> just just a picture of these two men um walking behind Jesus on a street is 
makes me smile. Yeah. That's creepy in any generation. <laughs> it does feel like a very awkward moment, doesn't it? <laughs> and Jesus kind of looks over his shoulder and sees these two dudes. <laughs> and um, I just find that funny. And um, But um, besides the comical thought, Jesus asks them a question. Mm. What do you want? And I think the, the, the answer to the question, what do you want, is an indicator of where you are. Um, I've got two children, they're now adults. And whenever I've asked them, what do you want, their answers changed as they've grown. Mm. And it has, has shown me the growth of their own life and the maturity of their own life. Uh, I think of myself, what I was wanting from God yeah. 20 years ago when I was taking the world for Jesus and going to be the, the best thing that the world had ever known um, is different to mm. uh, answering the question today. Um, I, I, I think as a journey down the discipleship path, the answer changes, and, and it should do. Um, and it should then indicate the growth of your life. Um, that's deep, and that's, um, that's for me, very emotional, very moving, very um, something to discover. How have you yeah. seen that? How have you seen that shift? You know, like you, you alluded to, like when you were younger, it was take the world for Jesus. I mean, that's 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 a heart that's wanting to see things change, and uh, you know, the language kind of seems to put you more at the centre of like, I'm going to go and do this. But how how's that shifted for you? Would you say if if Jesus is asking that question now, not necessarily with specific answer, and sometimes it's deeply personal responses, but how have you seen? You know, you talk about that being growing as we mature. How have you seen that through your life? I, um, in a very simple and crude way, would be uh, in terms of blessing. Um, so uh, I've been a pastor for a long time. In the early years of being a pastor, for God to bless me, it would be in terms of success. Mm -hmm. uh, so what do I want? My, all of my prayer life, uh, the majority of my life, my prayer life has been about me. Yeah. Um, probably not for you, for, for your people who are watching this because they're more holier than me. Um, but I think if we were to examine our prayer life, if, the, if somebody pressed the record button, we'd be amazed that actually even though for your glory, Lord, um, it's all about me. Yeah. And um, I think, I think the, that's been the, the massive shift. So um, I've learned to hold things ever so lightly, not get attached to my work, uh, I've changed uh, uh, 
my roles over recent years. Um, I came out of church to go into missions, from missions into my regional role. And people say, uh, how, how could you do that? How could you let go of such, you know, how do you do, how is that, why, why would you do that? Um, I think there was a time in my life that I, I probably wouldn't have done that because I, I wanted something, I wanted what I had and I wanted more of what I had. Um, but I, I've discovered that blessing is is not about what you have, but it's about who you're with. Mm. And uh, so my work is not my identity, but Christ is. And so it, it doesn't matter what I'm doing. It's about being with him. And uh, so I'm very free with that. Uh, I think that's changed massively. So when, 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 uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, God says, um, you know, I want to give you something. You know, there are times when asking you shall receive definitely is on the agenda, and uh, praying for healing and and whatever. I'm all for that, but I'm trying to learn more and more about prayers of. Um, not of what what he can give me but about what i can find in him of of what i can discover in him uh, about how i can change to be more like him that that's that's... very good yeah really helpful thank you um i um i also think um that you can follow from a from a distance um but this passage shows us that that was never the intention. Uh, um, Jesus, did he know that they were going to be ending up in his house? Um, well, the invitation was, um, at that moment, the invitation was uh, not to follow him. Yeah. Um, the invitation was to come and be with him. Um, and and I, I I like I like that that um, we are we the, this invitation to follow follow come follow me be fishers of men we, and our understanding of discipleship is is uh, I'm I'm walking um, and I'm pursuing Christ and, um, and we get we get all of that but but. Um, there, there is um and we understand about Jesus coming into our life and Jesus shaping our life shaping our mind and changing changing us but I, I like to to think and imagine um what it is to to think that it's not so much about following Jesus but it is about stepping into um, his environment and into his culture and uh, to understand that it's about my life in him, not as much uh, as much as his life in me. Mm. Um, and I, I imagine these two going uh, and to have a rabbi, you, you, you wanted to know everything about the rabbi and, and people have done studies on that, about how mm. close you can get to the rabbi. So mm. why would they not want to know um what was in the house of Jesus? I mean, um, as a pastor in a church, um, when I when I got to know where my members lived, and and when I stepped into their house, everything I understood. Yeah. 
I, I understood so much about who they were and I, I get it. I get your life. I know now. Uh, and, and I sort of stepping into a carpenter's house, I just remember, imagine what were they seeing? You know, where did he sleep? Um, you know, did he have a kitchen table? Did he have a favourite chair? Um, did he look after his garden? Um, you know, I, you know I, I can't imagine them stepping into a messy house. Mm. Can, you, can you imagine that? <laughs> uh, and we went into Jesus' house and we had never seen a house quite like it. It was absolutely a bomb site. <laughs> that would have been funny if that was in the Bible. Um, but it wasn't like that. I don't think it was like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What was it like? I don't know. But what, what, what I do know is something happened in that house. Yeah. Because when John writes about this, he's it's it, it, he's around 80, 90 years of age. And um, it's 20 years after the second temple has been destroyed. Yeah. It's about 50 years after this took place. If it is John, many people believe it's John mm. who was with Andrew. And he's writing about it. And what does he say? He says, um, uh, we went into his house around... Um, it was around four o'clock. Now, 50 years later, you're remembering a time. Yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, you look at some of the events of your life and you, I, I know where I was and I know yeah. what I was doing when that happened on my days. I, 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 I remember it. I remember it. I don't know what happened in that house. Yeah. But it was late and they stayed. It was around about four-ish. Um, and the tenth hour, and um, it was the time was significant enough to 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 reveal that stepping into the culture of Jesus was life transforming, mm. and that is another thing for me in discipleship is it's not about our belief and our creed. It's it's not even knowing what what who Jesus is um, and theology. But it is about knowing the ways of God. Yeah. Moses said, show me your ways. Yeah. Show me how you do life. Do, 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 you, do you dry up your dishes or do you just leave them to drain? Um, yeah. Do, are your curtains open in the middle in the middle of the day or are they closed? <laughs> Do you have Sky? <laughs> I, I don't know. How do you relax? You yeah. know, do you, on an evening, do you read the Bible, Jesus? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. what scriptures, you know, what, what, what's around it? I mean, did Jesus leave the prophet Isaiah out just because, you know, the disciples are going to be coming and I want to let them know that I'm reading scriptures, <laughs> as we all do when the pastor comes around, we make sure the Bible's on the table. <laughs> um, what, what, what was it like? I don't know. And then the conversations that arose with it, we don't really know. But what we do know is that they remember the time. It was significant. And the very first thing that Andrew does mm. is mission. I've got to tell somebody. Yeah. 
this is not a great commission. This is not, and now I'm expecting you to go, I just have to. Yeah. I, I think this, I think mission, I think mission doesn't work when we've not been. I think we don't go because we've not been. Yeah. But when you've been and you've stepped into the culture mm. of Jesus, oh my goodness, you 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 have to you have to go and tell people that you love. Yeah. And you have to say, I found found what life's about. And I found the Messiah. And I, I need to bring you mm. to where I've been. And uh, for me, um, not only is discipleship a discovery of the culture of Christ, but but discipleship then is a springboard um, to tell other people what you've discovered and what you are discovering. I love how that links with one of the first thing he talks about was awe and this, you know, you can don't lose the sense of awe and actually from that place of awe, worship mission is the is the evidence of that that you come from this place of awe and if we've got awe of God then the natural outworking of that is actually it's the proof of the awe is in the going it's in the telling it's in I can't keep this to myself because look what I've seen look what I've encountered. Absolutely, yeah, so right. Um... Uh, the um, and when 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 uh, you can't um, when he's playing hide and seek and um, and you can't find him, um, just go out on a um, a clear night mm. and uh, lie down, and look at the stars, and uh, and wait for the ore to come back yeah. because uh, he, he put all them in place and they're moving and they're developing and they're changing and um you, you've got to find something that whether it's a ladybird or whether you find some, some the mountains or you find something or you sit down with a good news story um which i heard the other day which i needed to hear i needed to hear a good news story to to bring me back to the awe and the fear and the awesomeness of of God that um, two police officers were uh, attending a baptism two Sundays ago of a girl who'd invited them who three months previously these two police officers had talked her down from a multi-story car park as she was about to end, end her life you you go you go to either a good news story or a creation or a something and you breathe mm. and you go yeah god is here and um and it it ref, it, 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 it refires this awe this fear this sense of otherness mm. that god is at work and he's there to be discovered well, that's fantastic. And just that, that practical thing at the end of my life is just ending with some, something practical that people can take away of that. You know, actually just, just figure out something, one thing that can help you recapture the awe. Mm. You know, we, what, what a season we've been through of so many stories we've heard of, have kind of allowed us to lose that awe of God's power, 
who he is. He's in control. Um, and just recapturing something of that in this season, I think, is really significant. At the beginning of the year, um, the Lord said to me, um, this year, Paul, I want you to uh, hold on to good news stories. Because mm. um, last year, people said, oh, how's it going? And I would be able to tell them bad stories quite quite <laughs> easily. Yeah. Uh, they, they tripped off my tongue. <laughs> so I bought a new book. You know, everybody buys a book at the start of the year, you know, um, and we all like the first page because it's back to our school years. And um, I've just been collecting good news stories um, because that is the one thing that we can do. Good news stories or good things, things that you see, whatever, you surround them, and you fill, the, fill your book, fill your life with those things. And something about that does attract the presence of God, strangely enough, rather than the yeah. bad news stories. Yeah, as I'll enter his gates with Thanksgiving, isn't it? beautiful yeah paul thank you so much for your time appreciate you and uh, everything that you do and everything that you are so thank you so much for your time and i just wonder could you just close by praying over our church community would you be willing to do that oh yeah i would love to do that thank you um thank you lord i i do pray for each and every person who's watching this listening to this you know them by name mm. Thank you for John and Cara and uh, just their heart for uh, pastoring and leading uh, these people, um, encouraging the people to discover, to continue. Um, and, and I pray as we've looked at this passage today that something will have stirred, motivated, encouraged someone in some way. I pray, Lord, that they this year, 2022, I pray that this year will be a year of discovering you and discovering your culture and your ways and how you do and what you do and when and where and why. Discover your breath, your words, your heartbeat to leave and hold on, to leave and cleave you. And uh, I pray that this group of people will become even closer disciples mm. of Jesus Christ. May I bless them in the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks, John. Thank you, Paul. Bless you. Bless you too. Jesus at the center of it all.
Nothing else matters Nothing in this world will do Jesus, you're the center Everything revolves around you Jesus, you From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. It's all about you. Yes, it's all about you. Nothing else matters Nothing in this world will do Jesus, you're the center Everything revolves around you Jesus, you end of the book of Job, for those that know it, Job is someone who experiences some horrific things in life and understandably he's questioning God and um, God starts to question Job verse 38 and it's almost like he in his questioning just puts Job back in his place a little bit, in that place of awe, you know as Paul was speaking restoring that awe, that that posture of awe about who God is and what he is able to do. How easy it is to be complacent, isn't it, about who God is and uh, the respect that he deserves in our life and how he moves without us even noticing. And God speaks to Job and he says, where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. You've been through all this stuff, you're questioning, you're doubting. And where were you? Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what were its bases sunk? Or who laid its cornerstone? Do we, do we stand in awe of who God is, the creator of the universe, the one who holds all things together? I just wonder, church, if we can seek to restore some awe of who God is. Maybe maybe you're thinking, I'm, 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 I'm aware of who God is, but... But maybe take some time this week, maybe just today, in this moment, as we draw things to a close right now online, why don't you just go and maybe go for a walk or just go and sit somewhere quietly. Just find somewhere where you can just be with God and say, God, you are awesome. 
God, you hold all things together. God, by you, the world is created. In a moment, you spoke and you flung stars into space and put planets on their axis. You are the creator, God. You are awesome. You are in control. And like we said at the start of this gathering online, you are present. You are strong. You are our shelter. You are our protection. God, I stand in awe of who you are. I stand in awe because you are God. And let that stir in our hearts throughout this week. Maybe you need to just do something uh, as we've been exploring encounters with Jesus, something that allows you to encounter him this week that just reminds you how awesome he is. It's a word that gets used a lot, isn't it? Awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Only God is awesome. He alone is awesome. That's what the scriptures tell us. God alone is awesome and worthy to receive all glory, honour and praise. And so as his people this week, I want to encourage you, live in the reality of who he is. Be secure in the fact that you are loved, you are accepted, you are forgiven, you have been chosen. And from that, let us flow to a place of awesome worship of who he is, that we get to live in light of that, saying, God, will you use us this week to display your awesome nature and character and love and power to the people around us and seek us to help to bring your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. So church, be encouraged this week. Be encouraged with who God is and who he's calling us to be. And uh, I want to just remind you that uh, next week we're in person at United Reformed Church, 10.30. Uh, uh, join us if you're able to as we continue these encounters with Jesus. And my prayer is that, that our encounters with Jesus wouldn't be limited to our Sundays or at the times that we're gathered. But in each and every moment, we'd realise it's a moment to encounter Jesus with the frustrations in life and the joys of life, with the, the sorrows and everything else that happens in life. That which goes the way we want it to and that which doesn't is an opportunity to encounter Jesus with those that we meet in, in every situation. So my prayer is that we would see him this week and we'd live in light of who he is. Church, be blessed and have an amazing day. God bless you all.